Akwaba, and welcome to this week's edition of Ghana in Focus with myself, Kwame, Ghanaian journalist, broadcaster, writer, and entrepreneur. In this edition of Ghana in Focus, we were going to be looking at tourism part five, but there's some news that's happened in Ghana in the past couple of days or so, which is very important. So we will put, uh, we'll talk about uh, tourism part five in next week's edition of Ghana in Focus. But in this week's edition of Ghana in Focus, we'll be looking about uh, the passing of the LGBTQ bill in Ghana. That's more or less uh, makes its penultimate reading uh, in the Ghana House of Parliament before the president of Ghana signs it into law. All right, so we're talking about that and why uh, it is very significant that Ghana has, you know, accepted the anti-gay bill. So we talk about some of the implications and what it means for society in Ghana. All right, so before we get into the podcast, uh, just to make you aware that this podcast has been sponsored by uh, Grow For Me Ghana. Grow For Me Ghana is a very, very fantastic initiative that seeks to support and help Ghanaian farmers with their produce and farms. So if you want to sponsor a Ghanaian farmer and ensure that Ghana is food secure, then I will leave you the link in the footnotes to the podcast. Also, if you enjoy what you hear, please share to your friends, your family, your social media networks. You can subscribe on the Ghana Stroke African Focus podcast, available on all the main platform providers, be it Google, Spotify, uh, Podcast Addict, etc. Tune in. Uh, you can follow me on Spotify, and we're looking to get as close as 400 by the end of July. So far, we are about 313 uh, followers on Spotify. So thank you uh, to all of you who have uh, followed me on Spotify podcast. It does not cost anything to uh, follow me on Spotify. It's free. All you got to do is look for the Ghana Stroke African Focus podcast on the Spotify main platform and just click on follow meaning that every time I upload a new podcast, it's automatically downloaded to your feed. All right. And as I said, we do have a uh, interactive section. Please let me know your thoughts. You don't have to agree with what I'm saying. That's the beauty of, uh, you know, one's views. That's the beauty of democracy. You know, people have different views. So I'd love to hear from you, particularly if you listen on Spotify. So please uh, interact with myself and tell me what you think of today's episode looking at the anti-LGBTQ uh, bill in Ghana. All right, and finally, you know, if you want to do business in Ghana, you're looking to buy property in Ghana, looking to buy land in Ghana, then we do have a consultancy uh, session whereby we can give you a lot of advice and also assign you to different, um, you know, agencies that can help you, you know, particularly if you want to relocate uh, to Ghana or do business or buy property or buy land in Ghana. So if you want to book your uh, consultation session with myself, uh, I've got I've got more than 10 years experience of doing business, 
living and working in Ghana. So if you want to book your consultation, you can please uh, email me and the email address, email my email address rather, is in the link in the notes to the program as well. All right, so let's get started with today's podcast, looking about the more or less passing or the Parliament's approval of the so-called anti-LGTBQ bill, which essentially is the promotion of proper human rights and Ghanaian family values. So on Wednesday, Ghana's Parliament unanimously adopted the promotion of proper human sexual rights and Ghanaian family value bill 2022, which is to provide for proper human sexual rights and Ghanaian family values. The bill is aimed to prohibit lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, i.e. LBTQ plus agenda and related activities in Ghana. So the bill, when it comes into law, will make homosexual practices a criminal offence, uh, punished by law, and and offenders risk going to jail. So for me, this is a very, very um, profound move uh, because uh, the anti-gay bill, which, which was accepted by all, so there were no abstentions, yeah, so it was accepted by all of Ghana's 275 MPs will now move to the consideration stage after which it to go through a third reading before signing to law. So for me, this is very, very good news because, you know, what the bill is promoting is, as it says, proper human sexual rights and Ghanaian family values. So under even the constitution of Ghana, it prohibits, yeah, homosexuality in any guise and also promotes traditional Ghanaian family values. And this is what this bill seeks to uphold, yeah? So rather than, you know, despite threats from the likes of the US, France, Germany, Australia, particularly, but particularly the US, and particularly when Vice President Harris came to Ghana, I believe in March or April, and kind of, um, you know, gave some subliminal retort saying that for us, this, um, you know, LGBTQ is a human right. And so they take it very seriously. Okay. So despite these threats, and we've seen threats happen to the Ugandan parliament and members who also have passed a bill outlawing LGBTQ in Uganda, we've seen them get similar, similar punishment by the, these Western so-called powers, yeah? And so, despite the threats made by the likes of Britain and America, the Ghanaian parliament, true to itself, true to the values that uphold the constitution of Ghana, and also, and also the traditional family values that uphold Ghanaian society, have sought it fit to pass this anti-LGT bill in Ghana because we don't want our young children in particular to be enticed and to be subliminally entrapped into accepting this LGBTQ 
agenda as some kind of alternative lifestyle. Because essentially, that's what it is. And if you want to practice it in the West, that's fine. That's your culture, your values, your tradition, yeah? Because that's now what the West, that's what now the West are trying to impose on their population. So in the UK where I am, everywhere in the UK, you can't help but see <coughs> LGBTQ flags on most buildings, the council building, government buildings, you know, private sector buildings, private sector buildings, public sector buildings, basically everywhere you go in the UK, there's the LGBTQ flag flying proudly as they in the UK want to promote this LGBTQ agenda, yeah? And so if you want to do it in the West, that's fine. But please do not impose it on Africans <coughs> because we have our own culture, our own traditions and our own values, steep to our, our tradition and our culture <laughs> and our society norms. And so you Westerners should not impose your will on us. The same way that we Africans live in Europe, we don't like to impose polygamy because most African men, particularly African men, we like polygamy, right? But we live in Europe and America, and so we know that it is that part is prohibited in Europe and America. And so we respect the laws of Europe and America, and therefore we do not practice polygamy in Europe and America because we respect the law. And so juxtapose that in that you Westerners who want to impose LGBTQ on us <laughs> you must learn to appreciate and have respect for African culture, traditional values and family values that does not promote LGBTQ in Africa. So Uganda and now soon Ghana has made or pass a bill that will prohibit this thing. Because, like I said before, on another podcast, the whole idea that the elite pushing this LGBTQ agenda is population control. And particularly when it comes to Africa, they... <laughs> Sorry about that. They want to ensure... That Africa's population declines. <laughs> and one way to stop African population tripling in the next 50 years, as the demographers and planners have already highlighted, is to stop African children, or rather to stop African people having children. And how do you do that? You make them homosexual and lesbian because biologically homosexuals cannot have children. Two women cannot have children. 
Also, two men. It is biologically impossible for two men to have children. So how are two men and two women in the same-sex relationship going to have children? Unless one gives it the other or they take a man's sperm or, and have children. Yeah? Or do, do, do some kind of IVF to have children. And so this is the agenda to stop Africa's population growing. This is why they want to promote LGBTQ agenda in Africa, and we know they've been giving millions of millions of dollars to promote LGBTQ agenda in places like Ghana, Kenya, Zimbabwe, Nigeria, etc. But ironically, these same Westerners who are telling we Africans what to do, you wouldn't go to Saudi Arabia, Yemen, Iraq, Libya, even Israel. <coughs> You wouldn't tell them what to do because A, they wouldn't allow that, and B, they have laws and culture and tradition that you respect that they prohibit lesbianism and gayism in their countries. So, why is it that the West feels like you have to treat Africa like kids, like children? We're not, we haven't got intellect enough, we, we, we haven't got brains. To decide what is in our best interest. So you Westerns believe that you think for us and therefore you have to tell us what to do. I'm sorry, but those days are gone. Whereby you brazenly and openly tell Africans what to do. And so by all of the 275 MPs accepting the anti-gay bill, all that news now is going to the next Sweden which will basically rubber stamp it before it goes to the president for him to sign into law. <laughs> and for me, that will send a strong message to all those European perverts who want to come to Africa, come to places like Ghana, Kenya, Zimbabwe, Uganda, etc. and fulfill their deviant sexual fantasies. Because we know that places like the Gambia which is a Muslim country, by the way. But we know that in the Gambia, there's a lot of sex tourism, whereby a lot of European men, European women, <clears throat> come to the Gambia and fulfill their sexual desires by pimping young men and young women. <laughs> and so, this bill will prohibit that. So when this uh, bill finally listen to law in Ghana, which it surely will, it will stop these European perverts who want to come to Africa and bring their nastiness and bring their filth with them and try and, you know, corrupt particularly our young, persuasible, innocent people, particularly young people. And so I'm very happy that the Parliament of Ghana has stood tall has put Africa first, has put Ghana first, just like Uganda, and saying that we're not going to fall for Western propaganda, we're not going to be intimidated by the West, you know, you can keep your visa, you can keep, you know, your countries, we, we don't want to go there. We are true to our African self, and we are true to our African family values, and they have, and they have passed 
essentially the LGBTQ bill, but they're always opponents to this. And one such opponent, who we know has received a lot of money from the LGBTQ agenda, is one lady called Genevieve Partington. She's the country director of Amnesty International. And she says that this bill is basically, uh, you know, when it's finally passed into Parliament, this bill is championed about human rights. Now, she says here, um, yeah, so basically, Parliament did a hearing on the anti-LGBTQ bill, so they adopted the report. The bill hasn't yet been passed into law, but the bill abused human rights. We have to understand that LGBTQ is a community, they're also human beings, um, for Amnesty International, we believe everyone deserves a, to have a right, so as far as they're not bar, uh, harming anyone. <coughs> she also goes to say, the bill currently criminalizes anyone up to three years, or up to five years, even if you are an ally of the LGBT community. So basically she's saying that if you promote or support LGBT community, you can go to jail and miss an infringement on human rights. So that's fine. But I want to ask uh, Genevieve Partington, you, if you're concerned about human rights, why don't you go to the very same countries, Britain, America, France, Germany, and talk about their human rights when it comes to black people? Because like I said before, it's very rich for blacks of America, UK, Britain, Australia. <laughs> talking about human rights. But when it comes to African people, black people, these human rights are violated every day. Like America, we know how often African people, human rights are violated in America, African Americans, in Britain. Yeah, and, and I'll make a special about Britain later on, you know, probably next week or so, because it's the 75th anniversary of the first wave of mass migration into this country, the so-called Windrush generation. Yeah? But in the UK, black people, human rights are violated daily. In France, just the other day, and the podcast that I played last week about the France rights, what's really behind the rights, yeah? The the human rights abuses of, of African and Arab people in um, France every single day, that lit the fire to the rise or oppression that we saw in France. And you think nobody from Amnesty International, you know, condemned France for, for their human rights abuses against Africans and Asians, or rather Africans and Arabs, but yet the same Amnesty International, you come down to Africa and tell us about human rights. Isn't that, isn't that a double standard? Isn't that, isn't that hypocrisy? So in wrapping up, I'm very happy that Ghana's parliament stood tall, stood firm against intimidations of the West because we are perver we are safeguarding African family values. We are safeguarding Africans' traditional rights. We are promoting the traditional Ghanaian African family. 
And so anybody who in essence wants to say that we are wrong is basically you are anti the African family, you are anti the, the Ghanaian family, and we will know who you are and we'll expose you. And so for me, <coughs> it shows maturity in part in our parliament that they managed to you know, uphold their own principles of integrity and pass more or less an anti-LGBTQ bill that will prohibit the promotion, the practice, and the assurance of this profane, anti-African, anti-Ghanaian family, anti-black family, LGBTQ agenda. And so... That's my wrap on the passing, more or less, of the LGBT, the anti-LGBTQ bill. And that has to be you know, ratified by the president, and the president will have no choice, even though his main law is that you know, he will probably want to accept it, but as Parliament has sanctioned it, the president of Ghana, Nana Adankwa Kufado, has no choice but sign into law. And so I'm very happy about that. And we hope and pray that, you know, this will now put an end to the LGBTQ agenda in Ghana and that we're able to now concentrate on more things of present need, such as, you know, high cost of living, high rent, the power crisis, and also building more affordable accommodation for our people. That's more important than the LGBTQ bill. And so... Uh, thank you very much for listening to this uh, edition of Ghanaian Focus. We'll be back next week with some more talking about looking at tourism, part five. And like I can see if you like what you hear, please share, please like uh, to your family, your friends, your social media networks. Follow me on Spotify podcast. Just look for Ghana Stroke Africa in Focus podcast. Click the, uh, the follow button. Meaning that you'll be notified every time I upload a new podcast. Again, if you also want to come to Ghana, do business, buy property, buy land, then you can do a consultation with myself. The email address is in the link. Just email me to book up your appointment and we'll definitely give you a lot of useful information that you will not get anywhere else. And also, if you want to help us support the show, you can donate as little as three dollars a month to help us produce some more great content from Africa and from Ghana. And so for myself, Kwame, and from all the crew here on Ghana in Focus, is thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you in the next edition of Ghana in Focus.